Welcome to another inspirational message from Northwest Church. We pray this message encourages and inspires you. If you would like any more information on what your next step may be, please visit our website at northwestchurch.com.au. How do you handle stress when you've got no beef jerky? That's what I've called this message. How do you handle stress when you've got no beef jerky? We're in a series, uh, and this is the second week, on stressed out. There's stress that, I mean, we all navigate stress. Um, uh, some of us are more, are more inclined to live stressful than others. Some of you are so chilled, it's incredible. I remember uh, I used to work with a friend of mine in our 20s and we were driving along one day and I said to him, you know, you know that sick feeling you get in your stomach when you're anxious? Any of you know that feeling? So we were in our mid-20s. Like I'd known it many, many days of my life. He went, what, what are you talking about? I went, you know that sick feeling you get in your stomach when you're anxious and under stress? You know? And he went, no. I couldn't believe it. I thought everybody experienced experienced that I thought everybody knew what it was to feel that and he clearly in his mid-20s had never experienced and we all have different levels of stress and we all cope differently um what do you do when stress levels are through the roof and you don't have any beef jerky I'd like us to leave here tonight just able to better deal with stress to be able to do stress a bit better. That'd be a good outcome, I think. Um, uh, and I, I, what happened was I bumped into someone this week uh, um, in a cafe, uh, as you do, and I bumped into someone, a friend of mine, and and really a delightful kind of person, really happy, really upbeat, and quite animated. And she told me that her relays were arriving in town that day. And it was interesting because she told me, and she was on the way to pick them up and her demeanour began to change like before she'd left the building. And, and I thought, isn't that interesting? Like the level of stress that was rising in her was beginning to change her. You know, the Snickers ad, you're not yourself when you're hangry, right? And, 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 and that's the sort of stress I'm talking about. There's good stress, there's bad stress. I, I really want to talk about the sort of stress where you're not yourself, where it makes you not yourself. I, I, was, on a, I was working with my supervisor, uh, it must have been 15 years ago, I don't know, it's a fair while ago. I was working with my supervisor at the time and we're driving along in the car and I got a phone call from a certain um, person I knew and I knew I didn't want to take it while he was in the car so I waited till we stopped, I rang the person back and, and at the end of the phone call he said something to me very interesting. He didn't hear the call. He said, Darren, I don't know what just happened but no one should affect you like that. And you, Frank knows exactly the scenario I'm talking about and was already nodding. And, and it was true. The, 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 the scenario, the circumstances would create such stress in me that it would change the way I was. And, and so we're talking about that kind of stress tonight. I'd like to help you with that. And, 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 and so thinking about that tonight, what about you? Where, where, do, where do stress levels quickly rise in you? Where, where do you struggle with stress historically? Where, where do you, when you look at your life right now, where might you um, see stress on the horizon for you? Um, you know, different people struggle with different things. Um, it's coming to Christmas time. Some, of, some people just struggle. They, they get all stressed about all that's got to happen pre-Christmas, don't they? 
maybe you do, and that's reasonable. Just they get all worked up about what's got to to happen, and 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 that's okay, especially if you're the. I don't tend to feel that, but I'm not doing the bulk of it. Maybe that's why. Um, maybe if I did do the bulk of it, a whole lot of people around me would be feeling stressed. They, uh, I don't know. Some people, which is amusing given we live in Tamworth, you know the Tamworth traffic around Christmas time in the car parks? Horrendous, right? Horrendous. We don't know what a traffic jam is just by the way, but, but you know, some people get all stressed about it, don't they? It's like, oh, I'm not going to the mall this week. There's more than six cars. And the, just the stress levels start to to rise. Does anyone notice there's more traffic in Tamworth now? Hey? It's terrible. I, nearly, I, I tried to take a photo from my car the other day, the other week. No, I was st- stalled. But can you be parked and moving? I was, I was that. Because I was eight cars deep on Kalala Lane, I thought, this is a traffic jam, people. <laughs> we are. And, um, but stress, we all st- have stresses on different fronts. But talking about stress, we're, we're not ourselves. Um, and I want to give us one thing I think is really helpful, and then I want to just give you a, a, a few things, a few principles um, as time allows. Listen to this um, from the Bible, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 7 to 10 should come on the screen behind me. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned struck down but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. Who knows that the Apostle Paul, who it's speaking of here, is under extreme strain and somehow not stressed out. I love the two words that join the things together here, but now, but now. He says, we are pressed on every side um, but not, sorry, but not crushed. Think about that. Have you, have you ever been under such pressure? You know, sometimes things come at us from one angle, but when they're coming from all angles, maybe our, our health and then, you know, maybe family and maybe financial, and you're just pressed on every side. And Paul says, even though I'm pressed and crushed, as it were, on every side or pressed on every side, he says, but not crushed. And then he goes on and lists, lists the other things that are here. He says, We are pressed on every side, but not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not abandoned. We are struck down, but not destroyed. Um, We are stressed, but not out. And he says, here's the key, but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. I want to start here before we get super practical. We have this treasure in jars of clay. You and I are um, said here to be like jars of clay where we are a bit brittle, aren't we? We're part brittle, part strong. Some of you are part pretty. Some of us are part ugly. Some, you know, we're, 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 we're all this mix. We're partly made in the image of God and we're partly the reflection of and, and, and the reality of fallen humanity. We're all this at once. We're like jars of clay, a bit of a mix. And it's true of us as a group of people. It's true of you individually. And so we are like jars of clay. But inside this jars of clay, the Bible says, is this all-surpassing power at work that is from God and not from us. And I just want to start here because the reason that Paul is pressed but not crushed, stressed but not out, perplexed but not 
in dismay. The reason is because of the all-surpassing power of God at work in him. And, 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 but somehow that's a choice. Somehow there's a, God's always near, but there's a proximity in drawing near. I'm not sure how that works. Like opening a door, you know. I can, um, no, that's a really dumb example. That's why you should only use the ones you write down. But, but just thinking about that idea. Um, and, and it would be, here's Paul, and he's able to stand because of the all-surpassing power of God at work in him. I love that thought. Uh, you and I have access to the all-surpassing power of God that under stress, we would not be crushed. And so um, when you think of that, you know, the, the thing with Paul is you can dismiss him as being some super apostle, but that would be unwise. He's just a mere mortal who has tapped into the power of God. And what's true of him is true for us. Um, so Paul makes it clear he is, he is beyond his natural limits in this set of circumstances. He has moved beyond the threshold of his stress levels. He's moved beyond the natural capacity of him to handle the situation and the circumstances he finds himself in. And in that set of circumstances, he says, hey, but in this, this jar of clay, there is at work the power, the all-surpassing power of God. God wants that to be at work. Bron sort of went there last week. I don't want to spend a lot of time here this week except to say Paul communicates what every person has struggled with, that we are clay, and then he adds that we have access to all-surpassing power. God's power surpasses my own strength. Don't you like that? It surpasses my own capacity. I don't know what stresses you out. What, what stresses me out is, is when I look at, when I forecast forward my diary, which I love, and I can't see a break for weeks. Like the crazy thing about this message is that because I hadn't had a day off for uh, a little while, I actually ended up in bed on Tuesday. Uh, and that only happens to me when I've gone too hard for too long. So I'm not preaching at you. I'm speaking to us. Is that there's, there's a point where we run into our human limit, where we run out of human capacity, where, where God's power even surpasses spiritual forces and all that there is, it's his, I've put it like this, it's his beyond power. It's the beyond when we run out to our limit. It's the beyond that kicks in that comes from him. Wherever the limits are, he gives power that goes beyond. Wherever the limits are, he gives strength that goes beyond. Wherever the limits are, he, he does an inner working that goes beyond God's all-surpassing power at work in us so that Paul can be in this set of circumstances and not just survive, but thrive. And that's how he wants us to live. And I wonder if that is our story today. wonder if we're tapping into that today. The all-surpassing power that God supplies so that under strain, we could stand the test. Um, because God's plan is never that we be stressed to the point of out. This treasure is inclusive of the power of God's Spirit at work in us, His supernatural support to our very human lives. It's captured in this verse. Listen to it, the, the beyond that God does. Now to Him who is able to do immeasurably more than we ask, think, or imagine, according to His power that is at work within us, He who is able to do way beyond, according to His power that is work with, at work within us, um, this all-surpassing power of the beyond God at work in you. Um, Paul said it like this in another place, Philippians, uh, Philippians chapter 
4, verses 12 to 13. Here it comes on the screen. I know what it is to be in need again. And I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in anything and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all things, and we'll stop here, through him, through Christ, who gives me strength. I wonder where your strength is failing and stress is taking over because in him we find strength in Jesus. As we draw near to him, I wonder, is that going on in our lives? Is that the place we're heading some... Um, when, when things start to take over. So this was Paul's secret in living strong, under strain, not succumbing to the stress that was upon him. That's going to help you. It's going to help me, isn't it? Tapping in to his all-surpassing power. Here's the second thought. Let's get really practical. Number two, he, Paul thinks differently, really practically. He's just thinking differently under stress. Where you think about where you get really stressed what's the pattern of thinking? Paul can focus on all that was wrong, or, but instead he's thinking right. Here's a thought. Changing the way he thought um, changed the stress he felt. In some ways, it's that simple. Changing the way he thought changed the stress that he felt. Um, you will know the story of Martha. I'm trying to find it here. But um, Martha and Mary, I think it's in Luke chapter 4, is it? And um, no, it's not. Uh, Martha and Mary, and Martha and Mary invite Jesus to their place, and Martha's all busy serving, and Mary's sitting at the feet of Jesus. And and as the day unfolds, Martha's preparing the food, and Martha comes in and says to Jesus, "Jesus, will you speak to my sister and tell her to come and help me?" She's all out of sorts. She's all stressed out, right? And Jesus just looks at her and says, "Martha, you're all stirred up about all kinds of things." But Mary, she's chosen the best thing. And you love that. Jesus just causes her to think differently. And the stress, or you can feel the stress leave the room as you read the passage. It's like, ah, oh, what was I thinking? I mean, imagine later she's at somebody's house and they say, hey, how was it having the rabbi Jesus? She says, oh, well, I got into a fight with my sister. She didn't help me. Imagine that. That's crazy, right? But we're not that different, really, are we? And so Jesus just steps in and says, hey, Martha, let's just think differently. And in thinking differently, the stress leaves the room. Sometimes we just need to change the way we think to change the stress we feel. Um, this wasn't Paul's natural perspective. Um, I doubt it. It was informed. It was a learned thing. It's a learned thing for us. It's an informed thing for us. It's a trained perspective um, that we need to develop. And maybe that's why the Bible says this, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new church ch person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Just changing the way we think. Uh, those of us who've been around for a while, is God still able to change the way I think when it comes to under stress? Is he able to interrupt the neurological um, patterns that my brain thinks in? I was impressed by that line, Bronwyn Hillary Bunnell. I know you are too. The neurological, I stuffed it. I stuffed it. Practiced that for days, I did. Not really. But is, is he still able to still invade them? Is he still able to interrupt, interrupt them? Will we continue to allow our thinking to be changed? We get in such patterns around 
stressed, don't we? Um, you know, I, I've said it here um, before. I, I can get all stressed about, um, you know, and I'm sorry that it's even real, but I can get all stressed about church attendance because of what I do. And, you know, sometimes I just have to step back and go, what? well, Darren, what's that about? Just needs a change in the way I'm thinking because that's not right. There's no need for me to be stressed about that. I'm trying to control things that aren't mine to control for reasons that aren't mine to have. Well, what about you? Where, where would a change of thinking, you know, relatives that are going to arrive this year for some of you, it's going to be stressful. Imagine we just changed out one thought, which is the, the relative, you know, you, you might have the relative from hell. And let's say you do. And, but, you know, rather than going, oh, how am I going to get through the day? I'm tipping if they're the relative from hell, they're probably not going to heaven yet. What if I change the thought out? What if I change the thought out and instead of being focused on what a nightmare it'll be for me, what if I started to think about the eternal impact I can have on them? Wouldn't that just drop the stress level? Wouldn't that just change it? One thought, just changing one thought will change the level of stress. Changing the way we think changes the stress that we feel. Um, sometimes we're one changed thought away from less stress. We really are, aren't we? Martha was, we are, Paul. Um, what about you? And if you were around the table with Jesus today like Martha was that day, what would Jesus say to you about thinking differently? Where would he say? Say, hey, you know that area where you're all stressed. Uh, how, would he, how would he encourage us to change our thinking? What, what one change of thought might he want to make with us? So you got that? So the all-surpassing power of God, um, thinking differently. Here's the third thing I wanted to bring out again from Luke chapter 4. Uh, in verse 40, the Bible says this. At sunset, the people brought to Jesus all who had various kinds of sickness, and laying his hands on each one, he healed them. Moreover, demons came out of many people, shouting, You are the Son of God. But he rebuked them and would not allow them to speak, because they knew he was the Messiah. At daybreak, Jesus went out to a solitary place. At daybreak, Jesus went out to a solitary place. The people were looking for him, and when they came to where he was, they tried to keep him from leaving. But he said, I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns also, because that is what I was sent for. And he kept on preaching in the synagogues in Judea. Jesus is approached from the crowd to come and he said, uh, to stay. And he says, I can't stay, I must go. Got it? I can't stay, I must go. He would not be contained by their limitations. In Matthew chapter 15, verse 24, a foreigner asked Jesus to come and attend to a desperate need and here's what Jesus says he answered I was only sent to the lost sheep of Israel so on one side he says I can't stay I must go and in the next breath he's saying I can't come I must stay here's the thought as it relates to stress can you imagine being pulled in all those directions of stress that would create here's a thought Jesus had worked out Jesus knew his yes and no when they wanted him to go to another nearby nation he said no can't do it which sounds harsh but he understood where he needed to be and when they wanted to keep him in a town he said no I can't stay Jesus knew his yes and he knew his no and they were informed by God priorities Paul had worked out his yes and no too Paul knew where he was to be where he wasn't to be or what he was to do what he wasn't to do who he was an apostle to and who he wasn't an apostle to and then Paul and Jesus are able to navigate the strain of the pulls on their time and their energies because they've worked out their yes and their no and I wonder 
Brody Keeley. I wonder if you've worked out your yes and your no. Because if we don't, we're all going to live under stress. Um, here's, here's one that I would historically do. I just The reason I can't see myself clear at the moment is because I fell into old habits. And here's what I will do. Someone says to me, hey, Darren, can you come to coffee? And of course, I'm paying because no one's ever bought me a coffee. And I'll say, let me look at my diary. Yep, I can do that on Friday. And what I fail to do is to look at what's going on either side. I just see that there's a gap. And I say yes because of the gap. But if I actually live by my rhythm of yes and no, I know what I can do and I know what I can't do. It's only when I stray from it that I get into trouble. Jesus had worked out his yes and no. Paul had worked out his yes and no. Have you worked out your yes and no? Because it will really help us navigate navigate life. Am I free can quickly lead to me being overloaded. And so what's it look like for you? Have you worked it out? Yes and no, yes and no. Because without it, for some of us, stress isn't going away anytime soon. I lived, I think, close to my limit for many years. And if you've been around a long time, you would agree maybe that's true. And, and the biggest reason was that Brian and I hadn't worked out where our yes and no lies. Here's the thing about yes and no. When you work out your yes and no that's good for your level of stress, someone's going to miss out, somebody's going to be upset, not everything will get done. Jesus, think about it, said no to someone who wanted him to come and heal them. He said no. Now, in this case, he did heal. Only Jesus gets the option of not being there and healing most of the time. So, but you and I need to work out our yes and no if we're going to get better at dealing with stress. So, what does that here? And, and both of them lived built around God priorities. So, let me give you some, just some priorities because I think that people can set up their yes and no and still be stressed out of their brain because they haven't set up with things that God would bless does that make sense to you I I think uh, yes and no we want to be set up with things that God will bless so here here are some for me I I think they translate scripturally and and I think they'll be helpful to you number one I've just put where to be worshipers I mean there's yes maybe and no when I think about it, I'm, I'm, I've got to make room in my life. I want to make room to be a worshiper in all of its forms, whether that's Sunday or through the week or in my own time, just to be a worshiper of Jesus. So I think that's fundamental to being a, uh, someone who lives for God on the face of the planet. Is that a yes, no, or maybe? That, this, not only does it bring worship to God, but I think it's great for our levels of stress just to be in that place. Number two, I, I just put, for me, work is a yes. Like, work's always a yes. So I've got to work that in and other things will get worked out. Number, number three, where to focus on family, if you've got one. Uh, family's not a maybe. Um, better pace, more peace, less stress. Focus on family. Uh, number four, I just put where to gather together regularly. Uh, for me, many, many years ago, the age of 21, I determined that that was a Yes. It's never been a maybe. It's just never been a maybe. And I think, you know, here's one of the challenges in the modern church. The new normal is busy. So unless I work out my yes and no, things that really matter will get squeezed out. Things that matter from a God perspective, things that are good for the soul and the spirit, things that would lower our stress, not raise it. Weren't you, when you were worshiping, those of you who are followers of Jesus already believe in Him. When you were singing, Jesus at the center of it all. Don't you just feel your 
spirit lift. Don't you just feel an ease? I do, just an ease come over. We need that in our life. An effective Monday needs a strong Sunday. A healthy marriage needs a strong Sunday. Um, So just encourage you around that where, uh, don't make it a maybe, make it a yes. Work out our God set priorities. Um, And then where to build a Sabbath into our week. And I'll put my hand up and say, I'm not the master of this. We live in a time where it's do more, achieve more, be more, whatever else is more. But just building a Sabbath into the rhythm of our week, God rested after six days. And I can honestly say, years ago, Mike Kramer said to me, he said, Darren, if you don't take a Sabbath, God will make you. And you know, every time I get out of that rhythm, I end up in bed. Always, just one day. By the end of that day, I'll be right. And then off I go again. But he said to me, he said, if you calculate it up, you'll find that you end up taking a Sabbath. So why not just be proactive instead of reactive around it? And just take a Sabbath. Uh, You come into whatever day of the week is next, so much more rest. Take a Sabbath and include, I'd love to talk about Sabbath, but we're out of time here tonight. There's so much in that. In Jesus' name. Amen. Does that make sense to you all? I hope you can do this Christmas with less stress than ever, that it would be true for you, that in the absence of beef jerky, you would be able to do stress well. Why don't you stand with me? Yeah, let's get rid of that, hey? Cheers. All right. I was going to ask you, are you all good? But of course, in a room with this many people, we're never all good. That's just an impossibility. Um, why don't we pray? Heavenly Father, thank you for, for every person here who's determined to move towards you, lean towards you um, in worship tonight, just whether someone is wholeheartedly devoted to you or just curious about you. We're all here because of you, and so... Thank you, God. Thank you that we can gather this way. Thank you for people's hearts towards you. And I just pray this December that you'd help people. There are people I don't want to uh, diminish the strain that people are under. And I know there's some very real strain in a room like this. So help everybody, God. Help everybody. Lord, some of what I've said needs more than what's going on. I just pray for people who are under strain. They can, cannot cope with the all-surpassing power and presence of the living God just to invade their circumstances bring about inner strength bring about circumstances that change Lord we pray for you to turn up we we turn our eyes towards you set our hearts after you that you might help us Lord live well the days we are in in Jesus name Amen Hey again thanks so much for joining us on this podcast whether you are new and exploring faith or a follower of Jesus there is a next step for you There is always room to grow, more to be done, destiny to be pursued, and people to be reached. So what's your next step? To find out, head over to northwestchurch.com.au. And thanks again for listening.